All right, welcome back to the 101st edition of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferna. Where at Forts Athletics, we equip coaches and athletes with the tools they seek out in order to achieve their unique and specific goals. And we are recording on Friday, October 14th. It's uh, on our way home from school today. I uh, can't really record in the morning anymore because uh, it's still dark when I get to school at 7 o'clock. So I'm going to transition here to our later evening podcast episodes. And if you listen to the last episode, episode 100, it's talking about experience and expertise. And it's a topic that it just fascinates me from a multitude of levels when talking about coaching and athletes and what the right recipes are and what type of ingredients we need to elicit elite athlete performance. I was listening to a podcast the other day, like I shared in the last episode, where an athlete was asked if they would rather be coached by uh, a weightlifter, um, they're an Olympic weightlifter themselves, who had achieved a high level of success, world championships, Olympic games, or would they rather be coached by somebody who has the education, like doctorate, you know, master's degrees, multiple master's degrees, in um, exercise science, physiology, what have you, but has never actually gotten under the bar themselves. And the overwhelming response from the group on this panel and this podcast was, well, of course I want to be coached by the person who's achieved the success because they actually achieved the success and that they have the knowledge, at least for themselves, to be able to reach that high level of, of performance. And uh, it, it's interesting because... Never having done something and being able to coach somebody to do something, I think it could be done. I think in certain um, supports, I guess. I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, you look at the NFL and there's some NFL coaches, maybe not head coaches. I can't think of a head coach that didn't play competitively, at least at the collegiate level, somewhat competitively at the the collegiate level, that are having Super Bowl successes, right? Like uh, Sean McVay comes to mind. Uh, I know he was uh, a Gatorade Player of the Year in Georgia. Excuse me, I believe it was Georgia. Uh, Didn't have like the the greatest high school or the greatest college career. Uh, And he's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one. And he's, I think, like 35 or 6 years old. Where there's a lot of other players that, um, you know, had much more success in college and even in the NFL. And then they transitioned to coaching um, in the NFL. And it might not go as well where they're not able to reach the level of success as a team as they had as an individual, you know, like on a prior team, right? Like, you know, would Joe Montana be a good head football coach? He won four Super Bowls. Would he be able to, you know, accomplish that feat? Or like Charles Haley, would he be a great defensive coordinator having six Super Bowl rings um, from his playing experience? Like, would he be a good coach? Like, would he be able to work with athletes who, you know, played well? Mike Singletary comes to mind. He had a, a, a stint with the San Francisco 49ers. 
uh, a Super Bowl winning uh, player, Hall of Fame uh, athletic career, uh, but that didn't translate well in the NFL. So just like things like that that come to mind where when you when you look at the situation, I think it's going to vary by athlete. I think it's going to vary by like sports. I think it's going to vary by you know if the if the coach who's never competed in that sport before are they able to communicate with their athletes what they need them to do? It, that might make them like more efficient as a coach compared to the coach who is a, an Olympic champion, I don't know, Olympic champion shot putter, let's say, or discus thrower. Well, that knowledge, will they be able to share that knowledge with other athletes? Like, will they be able to impart that knowledge on other individuals to allow those other individuals to achieve the same level of success? And I think that's where uh, I can make a strong case, research bad case for the importance of the coach-athlete relationship where if the coach-athlete relationship is strong, it's built on um, collaboration, trust, mutual respect, um, open communication, and the ability for the athletes and the coaches to kind of have a sense of how the other person is feeling and what type of you know commitment they have towards each other that those other variables or intangibles are gonna outweigh sometimes, maybe most of the time, um, the other relationship where the coach might have more experience but not be trusted by their athlete or not be respected or not have the similar sense of commitment from their athlete as the other coach does, right? And Judd, made reference to that a couple times with Judd Logan where um, you know a good coach believed in is going to be more successful than the best coach who's not believed in by his athletes or her athletes right so you can have the, the best programming you can have the best everything but if the athletes don't buy into what you're sharing you're not going to be successful where if you have a good coach but that good coaches and athletes are willing to do anything for them and they trust them and they respect them and they believe that they will be able to get them where they want to go but that coach is probably gonna have a more successful team more more pleasurable experiences more pleasurable like competitive experiences um, and worthwhile and, and fruitful and all those things right and there's a lot of research that suggests that that um, the strength of the coach-athlete relationship, there's a direct positive and significant correlation with goal achievement, uh, goal attainment, um, uh, happiness with the athletes. There's less burnout, less stress, less anxiety, uh, more fulfillment, right? So all of these different um, factors and variables that play into how ultimately how athletes are going to perform in, um, in competition. <clears throat> so, I don't know, it's just, you know, something to think about. Uh, I know it's already went a little long here for something to think about in, in, in a shorter video. But, um, you know, what are your thoughts? Are there any, <coughs> excuse me, any, like, examples that you can come up with where it's a coach and the athlete, like, maybe 
outperform their expectations um, based on, I don't know, prior athlete experiences, prior coach experiences, like, is there a mechanism in place that's like, ooh, like, this coach is, is able to pinpoint what's going to allow their athletes to be really successful and uh, is able to, you know, blaze a trail of success wherever they've been with whatever athletes they've worked with, as opposed to coaches who might stay in the same spot, the same college for a multitude of years, but never really achieve much of that success, right? Like you can coach at the same college for like 25 or 30 years, uh, but maybe you never, you know, you've never coached an All-American or you coach a whole bunch of conference champions, but you're never really taking to, able to take your athletes to that um, next level where there's coaches at, you know, five years here, five years there, six years there, but every Olympic quad, they're, they're able to take a new athlete to the Olympic Games. Um, so, yeah, just some interesting things, you know, if, if you're interested in, communicating and sharing your thoughts on that. I just think it's a really enticing topic to talk about where experience and expertise comes into play when making decisions about, you know, who athletes want to work with um, as their coach. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferna, and have a great day.